Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. Online I asked if any of you are currently in a relationship and 66% of you said yes, which made me feel pretty single, I'm not going to lie. However, because of this, I wanted to discuss money and relationships in today's episode, as I personally believe it's really important that we know how to have certain types of conversations with our partners regarding the topic of money, whether you're currently in a relationship now or if you end up being in one sometime in the future. Today, I'm joined with Thando and Lindy from Skilled Finances to discuss how you guys can manage your finances effectively in relationships. How are you guys doing today? We're doing, doing great. great, thank you. And yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. We were just discussing beforehand, aren't we? Like just, you guys are off, off work at the moment. I'm working. Um, but yeah, what have you been up to this week? Anything fun, interesting? <laughs> well, we've been planning for um, our Varunyol. We've got Varunyol coming up in July. We're going to celebrate marriage um so yeah that's literally come by so quickly now so we need to put all the last little bits together wow congrats oh that's amazing has it been busy stressful because I work with quite a lot of weddings at work um and I've been dealing with a lot of brides Uh and have you found the whole process so far I'd say it's been all right I think the only stressful part was having COVID and then having Mm. to move dates and move it so we've moved it twice now so we're hoping this time will be third time lucky yeah and not have to move it so except for July and just fingers crossed that Mm -hmm. it'll go ahead this time so yeah that's the literally the same conversation I have with brides at the moment and I think especially with like the restrictions easing a lot of people are hoping to have like their maximum capacity of guests and all that stuff so that's definitely something that's teetering on the edge for a lot of people but amazing congratulations and obviously thank you guys for joining me on today to discuss this topic would you guys like to briefly introduce yourselves yeah cool so i'm tanda jacobs i am uh, one half of school finances um, <laughs> and uh linda and i've been together for um very long time probably more than more than 10 years wow Um, and we've been married for the last six years we just celebrated our sixth year anniversary last week and um we started skill finances really as a platform for us to teach financial education Mm -hmm. Um, and then through that journey um we started to get a lot of queries and a lot of questions uh, because we speak about money as a couple people start asking us well you know how do you manage money in a relationship um because i'm about to get into one or i am in one but Mm -hmm. having a bit of issues and um so part of our content strategy now is having a focus on uh, money in a relationship and how, how that works what that looks like Amazing. Obviously, like I discussed beforehand, um, I love your content. Um, the reels I love particularly, like I said, you put me to shame with reels. Um, I feel like I've said that on the on the podcast a few times now because I'm really, I keep saying every week I'm going to like level up on my content creation. One day I'll get there. One day I'll get, get there. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait. So online, I asked if you guys keep your finances separate to your partner. And the response came back pretty evenly with 52% of you saying that you do and 48% of you saying you don't. If you guys don't mind me asking, how do you manage your finances as a couple? So we basically have an our money mindset. So that basically means that we sort of put everything together. Um, So we know how much um, the other gets paid. We put our money together and then we plan everything together. So we budget together, we save together, invest together and stuff. But then it then 
becomes a bit different so when it comes to things like our bank account so yes we do everything together and we've got a joint account so when we get paid money goes into the joint accounts but we also still have our individual accounts where our spending money goes into those accounts our tithe money goes into those accounts um but everything else is just done together so we actually find that working together works really well for us mm. but what we always tell other couples is that do what works best for you sometimes doing things separately works really well for that couple and that's perfectly fine um and then sometimes putting thing your money together and working together works perfectly well for certain couples and that's fine as well as long as people agree on what they're doing that's fine I like that I like that and hopefully when I eventually go into a relationship that is kind of something that I personally would like to do I think I'd rather have one bank account that's shared and then we both have our own separate bank accounts again just to have kind of like a good in between but again who knows because I'm single right now (laughs) (laughs) but obviously like you mentioned you have the different bank accounts and you have your shared and you have your personal bank accounts have you found anything particularly challenging with that at all or has it worked quite well with you two well in the early days it was a bit of a challenge of course because you know we'd been so used to being independent in that Mm -hmm. sense um because you know when you are um separately managing your finances or if you're not in a relationship you don't necessarily have to speak to somebody else before you make a financial decision you just do it because you want to do it yeah so when you get into into a situation where you are saying okay let's put our monies together or let's work together with our money um you end up having a bit of a moment of realizing Mm -hmm. that i've lost a little bit of my freedom here Mm -hmm. um because I'm not, I'm no longer able to just do what I want to do like I used to or go yeah. where I want to go like I used to. And it's not, it's not to say that your partner holds you back or is the one saying, no, you shouldn't. But mm. it just simply means that because there's two of you on the table now, you kind of have to have the discussion before you make the decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then that's, that's one of, that was a, a challenge earlier on that we had. That's really interesting because when I had that question planned, I didn't think that would be a response. Well, I didn't even think of that being a response. Yeah. Whereas I thought mainly it would have been like, how do you split things or X, Y, Z. So no, that was a really interesting insight. Yeah. Um, but obviously I know Linda, you mentioned you recommend that couples split their finances the best that, you know, works for them. But I know a lot of people are at early stages of the relationship. Some people are slightly later in their relationship. At what stage of the relationship do you think people should have this conversation with their partners about whether they should share or split their finances at all um to be perfectly honest i think it goes down to the couple themselves um we always have to remember that money and or the subject of finance is very personal Mm. so it's such a Mm. sensitive thing it's such a personal thing and i feel like you need to get to a point where you really trust the person in order for you to open up about your finances because some people might be in positions where they've got things like debt some people may have bad credit scores some people may be in good financial standing and have a lot of savings and stuff Mm. but the subject is both financial and emotional so your emotions go into it so until you are ready as a couple or as an individual in a relationship to have that conversation then it's best for you to wait until you're ready to have the conversation however at the same time I'd also say if you know that okay I plan to become really serious with this person I see us going like really long term Mm. uh, maybe get married or living together and stuff like that then it's worthwhile having that conversation at some point because it wouldn't be nice to think okay we're going to get married but I'm not going to tell my partner 
about my debt or I'm not going to tell my yeah. partner about the savings that I have. It's good for you guys to enter that relationship or that stage, that next stage into the relationship, being very open and clear about what you both have or what you don't have or where you mm. stand financially, because it wouldn't be nice to then be in a situation where you're married or you're now living together. Then you're starting to find out stuff yeah, yeah. that you could have known beforehand. So it depends with the couple. Get to a place where you trust one another and you feel comfortable opening up but mm. at the same time I'd say it's good to not live it too long yeah no thank you for that and I think you hit the nail on the head there you mentioned trust and getting to a point where you're in the relationship where you're able to have open conversations which interestingly enough um online I asked for some people all of you guys online to share with me some of your relationship horror stories and I was honestly shocked by some of the stories that were shared with me. So sadly, a lot of people have ended up in a lot of debt as a result of past relationships. Someone also shared with me that their husband defaulted on their mortgage um, and they didn't even know that this was the case until the bailiffs came knocking on the door, which is just awful. Like, I personally couldn't think of anything worse than being in that position. How important do you think is it for couples to talk openly about money and how do you even get to a point where you feel comfortable to talk to the other half about it? Uh, it's completely important. I mean, it's just like you said, right? These things can go south and it can, it can get really ugly really mm, quickly. Mm, mm. Um, and when it gets ugly, it's one of those hard things to come out of because, um, as we said earlier on, money is not just about the numbers. It's about the other elements that are around it. So if you are in that position, um, then you then you also th start to think to yourself like, okay, do I trust my partner? You know, mm. are they still for me? And all that kind of stuff. For me, I'd say um, the thing about the thing to realize is that money is, is simply a tool and it's simply a tool that you use to build your life. Yeah. And when you look at it from that perspective, you then understand that it's, it should be a part of the relationship as a whole. So if in your relationship, you're comfortable about talking about personal fears, in my opinion, you should also be comfortable talking about money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Because, yeah. you know, both in my head, both are kind of the same thing. Um, if you're not comfortable sharing something that's really personal, maybe something to do with family or upbringing, then in the same way, you may not be comfortable talking about certain aspects of your finances. And that's mm. understandable. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't separate the two and see it as like a really different thing of I am not going to trust my partner with money, but I trust them with my life kind of thing. It's like, yeah, yeah, kind of have mm. to have a, a synergy between the two, two sides of the same coin that you are in a relationship um and understand that you have a financial relationship and an emotional relationship but both mm. of the sides of this relationship have to be in a synergy if they are not then the question is well how do you you know how do you make them match up again um for me it's open up the conversation about money just start talking about it it doesn't have to be um an interrogation it doesn't yeah. have to be like an exam like don't start quizzing them up but what's the difference between compounding mm. interest and regular apr kind of thing <laughs> yeah like just keep it really um, um, conversational and ask them as, as simple as what was money like growing up mm, or that's a good one. Um, you know, how, what was the best financial wins that you've had in your mm -hmm. life in general? Um, were you in, when you were in uni, if they went to uni, um, how did you financially survive? You know, what yeah. was that life like? Mm. And just ask those kinds of questions, which aren't too personal, but also aren't uh, so direct of saying, how much debt do you have? What's your yeah. network? How many investments <laughs> yeah. have you got? <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Just kind of open up the conversation really lighthearted. It could even be money topics that aren't personal. So you could even ask them something like, um, what are your thoughts on um, debt in general? 
you know, do you are you for it or are you against it or are you mm. kind of in the middle? Um, do you believe that it's wrong or right to be rich? You know, something like yeah. that. That's a bit yeah. more open minded. Just gets the conversation going, and the more you have those kinds of conversations, the easier it will be when you now get to a stage where you say, okay, we need to sit down and have a budget together. Um, yeah. But you can't you can't say that as the opening line because you're, yeah. you're starting you're starting off cold basically. Yeah. <laughs> spreading lots of gems here because I need to take notes because obviously for myself it's something that's completely new like past relationships for me I've never been in a position where I've had to have that conversation because they've been very early on um so like you mentioned guys if you're listening it's really important you know to be open with your partner like then don't mention it's if you're close enough to be in a relationship together then you should be close enough at a point in your relationship to be able to talk about money so guys please have those conversations with your partners Interesting enough, so as I asked for a lot of money horror stories, a lot of people also shared with me that they regularly finance their other half um, mm. in the fact that some people are actively out of pocket because they're financing their, the lifestyle of their other half. What are your thoughts about that and how do people navigate situations like that? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, to be fair, I, I think with the way that we've started so i'll speak on the way that we've done things mm. so with the way that we came into the relationship and decided to handle our finances we chose to have an our money mindset and that was simply because we felt that for example once we moved into this home we were like well he he uses the electricity and so do i he <laughs> yeah. eats the food and so do i <laughs> so if we're both paying for those things we might as well put our money together yeah. and just have an our money mindset it makes it easier but we were also thinking into the future so for example if we were to have a child i would go on maternity and i wouldn't be working so then that means that i'm not getting paid so then there's one salary but then we would still then feel like it's our money because it's the both of us yeah so I think it is tricky when you're in situations like that, but I think it depends whether the couple has had a conversation about it. Have you spoken to your partner and told them how you feel? Like I'm yes. actually financing you and it's a bit tough for me and this is mm. how I feel. Or is it one of those situations where you know you're financing your partner, but they're, they're aware that you're doing it, but they're unaware of the fact that you feel the way that you feel. Yeah. So yeah. maybe a conversation needs to be had by that particular couple to just say, do you know what? Yes, I am financing you, but I feel this way about it as well. Yeah. What can we do to sort of alleviate that pressure? Um, because if they don't talk about it, I feel like the partner that's um, financing the other partner will constantly feel like, but I'm doing all of this. What's the other partner bringing to the table? Yeah. But mm. it's a conversation that needs to be had because situations like that do happen. Like I mentioned maternity. There are people that go on maternity and only one partner is still working and taking yeah. care of the family so yeah it, a conversation definitely needs to be had thank you for that now that you guys are sharing your information so much can be solved with just a conversation I think mm. a lot of couples really overestimate or overthink the power of just having a conversation just being open with the other one and um, again if you're close enough to be in a relationship then hopefully you are able to just openly talk about money guys so if you are currently in a relationship and you're you know feeling maybe there's a financial burden on you or you feel really stressed then please just have that conversation with your partner but I also asked on Instagram if any of you guys had your own questions and one question I received quite a lot was how do you split your finances evenly if one person is earning more than the other um I know from past experiences my friends have had a lot of conversations maybe arguments with their partners about how they should split their finances and um, what are your views I know I have my own but I'd be intrigued to hear <laughs> your own <laughs> absolutely um so first and foremost there are there are 
a number of ways that you can mm. split your finances with your partner. Um, there is no wrong or right. There is just what's right for you and your partner. Um, the first option that you've got, uh, which I'll start with the one that we use, which is it's our money mindset. Essentially yeah. what that means is that uh, we don't look at it as Tanda's income and Linda's income. We just see it as it's our income, no matter who's earning it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's a household income mindset, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't matter where it's come from. We both have the equal amount of access and right to that money. The second way of doing it is to keep the separation. So it's my money and it's her money. But what we then do is we then have discussions around what do we do with the joint expenses? Yeah. So bills, food, um, potentially even family care in that as well. Um, and the the conversation basically could be that we add up all of our monthly bills and let's just say for argument's sake it's two thousand pounds per month um and we can split that right down the middle and each of us pays a thousand pounds to our bills and that sounds fair however it's not truly fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah if i'm earning significantly more than lindy is then in theory i'm paying much less than she is mm. um or I have more disposable income than she has um, because at the end of the day, we're both paying a thousand pounds each towards our bills, but we both don't earn the same amount. Mm. Um, so what could end up happening in that scenario is that I could have a, obviously have more disposable income, which means I can afford a luxurious lifestyle for myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then Lindy may not be able to do that. And then she might start to resent me for being in that position. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, she might start to get jealousy and all that kind of stuff. And I could just really become comfortable and feel like, yeah, I've got a bargain here. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, obviously, yeah. You know, like I'm not paying that much for my living expenses. We're sharing it, et cetera. So I've got more money to play with. Um, So that's something to think about if you're going to go down that road. Third way of doing it is where you say, all right, so yes, it's £2,000 per month. However, in proportion of our income, let's just say that my income is 70% of the household income and Linda's income is 30%. So what we will then do is split the bills 70% and 30% as yeah. well. Yeah. So then I take on 70% and Linda pays 30%. That's then on in, in on paper fair because we are doing it based on what we are able to, mm, yeah. to carry and to pay for. Um, doing it that way around is also great because you know it's it's fair both parties feel like yes i'm not paying too one part is not feeling like they're paying too much Mm -hmm. than the other however if the pay gap is really that large the one who earns more might start to feel like well i'm almost paying for everything here yeah and Mm. i'm carrying most of the weight if not god it is a hard one isn't it (laughs) (laughs) you know so so it's you end up having those feelings now those feelings if i'm being honest with you will only happen if you don't have the conversation yeah in, so in its true. totality yeah, yeah yeah um in its totality you should talk about okay how much are we paying who's paying for what and what does that mean for disposable income because disposable income also affects how much you can save how much you can invest yeah. how much you can pay towards your yeah. debts and all that kind of stuff you know it's good to have those kinds of conversations as well as part of that how do we split our finances together um and then the other thing to consider, going back to the first example of joint mindset, the reason why we chose that is because obviously we're in a committed relationship. Yes. Yeah. If you're living with your partner and yes, you are living together, but you haven't quite made that long term commitment, then, you know, I would I would think twice about doing that just yet, because by joint mindset, we mean that, you know, even with our investments and our savings and our debts, we are both equally 
focused on that together it's yeah. not like we keep that separate mm. um but fundamentally those are just three examples you could yeah. take something of a hybrid between two of those and just mix and match what feels right to you um but at the end of the day make sure you have the conversation with your partner and you both agree on the same bit. So don't mm. just say, we're going to do it together because Tando and India are doing it together. <laughs> like, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just just pick one that works for the both of you. Yeah. Um, and I'll say, like, these things take time. You know, you might pick mm -hmm. one today and six months later think, actually, it's not working. Let's try something else. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you took the words out of my mouth. I think it really boils down to... The relationship and how committed you are together so my response would have been if my partner was just my boyfriend I think it would be like a, a proportionate split so obviously our income and his income um but obviously if we're then committed and we are married then I think that's when I'd be at the stage where I'm committed to have a our money mindset everything we kind of do is then joint so yeah no you did take the words out of my mouth with that one because <laughs> that was where I was kind of edging towards but no nice guys if you're listening there's three different ways you can kind of go for but again it boils down to just having that conversation with your partner but interestingly enough a few of you also asked what advice would you give when one person in the relationship is money savvy and the other one just isn't bothered this is a good one <laughs> this is a really good one mm. um I, I personally would say, and I'll let Lindy share her experience as well. Um, I personally would say that for the one who is money savvy, should I say, yeah. um, what they shouldn't try and do is to force the one who's unbothered to become bothered. Yeah. Um, and, but, and we all know if you're in a relationship, that forcing basically can almost mean daily nagging or constantly yeah. talking about it mm. or saying watch this youtube video and look at all his podcasts and all that kind of stuff you know yeah <laughs> and constantly just kind of trying to force them into it um i think what you have to do is to actually understand your partner's money mindset that's the first thing so even if they are not bothered there's they are they still have a money mindset they still mm. have a, a relationship with money the question is what does that look like yeah Therefore, you're able to then communicate in a way that they will understand it. So just to give you a, a, a personal example with, between the two of us, actually. So Lindy is not necessarily um, motivated by the numbers as I am, <laughs> but she's then more emotionally motivated than I am. Yeah. So when we are talking, uh, for example, investments, I my opening pitch wouldn't be talking about the, the rate of return. Um, <laughs> yeah time skills, how much to invest and all of that kind of stuff. Cause I just know that would just kind of go over her head or not really spark her interest that much. Mm. However, if I'm talking to her about investing from the perspective of what it will do to our relationship and our future together, mm. she, it starts to tick and it starts to be like, okay, I, I see how this thing called investing mm. fits and works with what we are trying to do for yeah, us and, and what goals. our goals are yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but if I approach that and start talking about ISAs and start talking about SIPs and all of that stuff, <laughs> it just won't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're in that position for the one who is money savvy, just, just pitch your thoughts, not in a way that made sense to you, but in a way that makes sense for your partner. Yes. And then the one who's not bothered, um, if you're not bothered and you're listening to this podcast, trust me, <laughs> you are doing the greatest thing already. Um, and you're one step closer to being bothered. Um, but if you're not the one who's not bothered, I would say um, respect the savviness of your of your partner. Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. that might look like in some couples, I've seen this happen in some couples where the partner who's unbothered is happy to 
almost almost let their partner manage all the finances and in the house and then just they you know they do everything and then they're happy for that partner to give them some sort of an allowance of some sort and say mm. okay here you go there's your spending allowance and they're happy with that they don't get involved with any decisions yeah. or any conversations um listen if that's what works for you that's what works for you yeah. you know i can't tell you what you should or shouldn't do um but that's that's the thing i'd say i'll say in that in, in understanding the money mindset is probably the best thing you can do mm-hmm. on both camps Thank you for that. Lindy, did you have something to add for that one? Yeah, no, I completely agree with what Tanda was saying. Um, And I'd also add that I think sometimes we have to remember that not everyone grew up being taught about finances. So for the unbothered partner, it might just be that, you know, growing up, no one really taught them about finances. Mm. And Mm. They just grew up just not knowing a lot in terms of like finances and stuff. So really, it isn't that they're not bothered, but some people just need that education around finances and what to do and how to deal with it and stuff. Because thinking back when I was growing up, no one taught me about how to handle my money. It was only when I went to uni where I was like, oh, okay. I now need to start managing my money because now I'm living by myself. I need to make sure that the bills are paid. I need to make sure that I've got food. I need to make sure that this, that, and the other, which were all things that my mom used to take care of when I lived with her. So I think for some, it's not, it's not that maybe they're not bothered, but it is Mm. generally the fact that maybe they've not got that education. So Mm. it's about also approaching the conversation in that way and maybe finding out like, do you know about this? Do you know about budgeting? Can I help you? Um, with anything to do with budgeting so from a, an educational perspective rather than a, oh why are you not bothered yeah 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 I love that no I really like I like what both of you said honestly love it um but obviously I know a lot of friends in relationships at the moment and I don't know let's say for example one person wants to buy a house and the other one doesn't want to buy a house or someone wants to have savings and someone the other one just isn't you know interested in having savings or anything like that um, and I know friends in relationships like that and because of that I kind of asked the question online and I asked if any of you guys would end a relationship if your financial management or goals didn't align with your partner and actually 84% of you said you would um, wow. which is quite a lot that's quite um, a lot eh? yeah and I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued to kind of hear what your thoughts are on that like what were your thoughts if you know the other partner didn't align with the goals would you end a relationship or you know I've been intrigued to hear what you think well I wouldn't end the relationship personally um Mm. simply because I understand that coming into a relationship you two different people two different perspectives two different habits two different likes and dislikes and things like that so you will this happens in every relationship (laughs) so it's guaranteed to happen where one of you will want something that the other kind of doesn't want absolutely Mm. yeah so you have to be able to talk and communicate and find a way to adjust and find a way to work together um so for example tons is a musician he likes buying instruments yeah and i'm into makeup i like buying makeup so (laughs) those are two completely different things but we have had to come to a point where we can adjust and understand where the other person's coming from it might mean this month we're focusing on the thing that Tanda wants to get and then next month we focus on the thing that i want to get but you have to get to a place where you can communicate those things to each other have that conversation with each other and see where to go from there but yeah it happens it's guaranteed to happen you won't always want the same things in a relationship yeah absolutely
my addition to that would simply be that um, it's good, however, to also know what your what your um, deal breakers would be. Yeah, mm, because yes, you know, it's one thing to not agree on I don't know um, buying something, but it's another thing to have a completely different mindset on just your financial future goals, 100%. such as financial independence. If one of you is for it and the other one is completely against it you'll be in a really tough position. Mm, mm, now, mm. should that be a deal breaker personally for me? Not necessarily, um, because wealth is more than finances. So, yeah, so you true. Know, yeah, yeah. money shouldn't just be your number one goal of, of everything. Um, if anything, for me, what that was, what mean is that, okay, maybe I will go at it at a slower pace because I'm doing it by myself mm. as opposed to how quickly we could get there yeah. if I do it. The other thing to add on to that as well is that, actually sometimes you are the change that your partner needs to see for them to make change your mind right so yeah. like right now yes they disagree with you that like, i don't want to buy a house or i don't want to do this or i don't want to do that but if you if they see that through you the benefits of the mm. thing that you want to do um whatever that thing is that might change your minds and you might be surprised one day they wake up and say oh you know i've been i've been watching you and okay <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've, you've changed my mind let's let's go ahead and let's do it um however having said all of that if we have to be careful that there is also such a thing as financial abuse so if you're in a position where it's actually really negative and your partner is kind of financially abusing you mm. because, you know you want to pay off your debts but they want to keep going further into debt mm. um that's then it gets tricky it gets really tricky so it's, yeah. it's good to to be aware of these differences so that if you need to you can have um what i'll just call your own personal cushion so basically you might need your own personal emergency finding your own right. personal um building your own personal credit score and doing your own personal thing um even, it doesn't mean you're lying to your partner or you hide it from your partner but it just means that you're covering yourself that okay because we're really different on this perspective I'm just going to do this little bit for me. And um, if you support me, that'd be great. But if you don't, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Because I did have, I was very much on the 84% side. Yeah. Now hearing what you've said, it has kind of softened me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the fact that, you know, you work on it together, don't you? And it's very much like you love that person. You're with that person for a reason. So again, co- compromise comes into that relationship isn't it so like you mentioned Dando it's all about having those major deal breakers and if that deal breaker becomes obviously maybe financial abuse or something that you're maybe thinking okay this is this just this relationship just isn't going to work then that's when okay maybe I am lefting to the other side like maybe I wouldn't necessarily end that relationship (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's that's just our opinion right Um, yeah yeah because fundamentally we we genuinely believe that the relationship that you've got with your partner is, is it, I would like to believe anyway, that it's important, right? And yeah, you want it to work, especially mm. if you've been together for years and years and stuff like that, and you've really built a life together. Um, the last thing you want to do is break up because you disagree about saving, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So true. yeah, uh, yeah. You, you have all of these life experiences that you can still build on um, and, and work through it together. So yeah, that's why I'm erring towards the other side who said no. <laughs> <laughs> where, would you, where would you go, Lindy? Oh, I'd say no, you you don't have to split up, just as what Tanda was saying. But I understand for those that are in situations where it's like, well, I'm really trying to do something and it's just not working. So yeah. I understand for those that say, yeah, they would. 
um, end the relationship, but I also understand those that are saying, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yeah. definitely on that now as well. <laughs> but amazing. Thank you guys, obviously, for joining me. But before we wrap up today's episode, what would be your top three money management tips for people currently in relationships? Oh, so the first one, um, I would say communication is key. I know yeah. like sometimes when people say it, it's like, oh, communication, but yeah, <laughs> communication is key. It will definitely solve a lot of maybe the disagreements and the miscommunication and the misunderstanding. So it's just about having a conversation, talk to each other, have yeah. a conversation about, if you're thinking about saving, have a conversation. If you're thinking about um, changing the budget a little bit, the conversations will help the way you manage your finances. That's definitely yeah. what I learned from you guys today. So I <laughs> love it. Um, so for me, I, I would say two, two, cause you've asked for three. So I'll, I'll put two yeah. um, on there. So the second thing I would say is to know what your, what your vision is for your relationship. Mm. This is something that a lot of couples don't always get into mm. because it's easy to um, kind of go through the bubble of liking each other and then eventually moving in together and then just kind of carrying on with life. Right. Mm. Um, but just kind of have that discussion about like, what does our future look like and what is it that we're trying to build here? Um, that that will then actually empower you to then have the money conversation in a richer way because the question isn't, what are you doing with your finances and what are your financial goals? Right. The question is, how are you using your money to build the life that you want? Yeah. So the question is, what is that life, right? Yeah. What does that look like between the two of you? And have that conversation of what exactly is our life vision together here. Um, and if that vision right now is simply to just be in love and move in together, <laughs> that's fine. That's great. Yeah. But just keep having that vision conversation so that you know how money fits with that vision. Mm. Um, yeah. this, this is one of the, the, the most important exercises that we've got on our, on our Couples Money Workbook. Um, to kind of walk people through that because it is so important once you get that bit down right. everything else just kind of falls in place um, so that's the second thing and then the yeah. third third and last thing I'd say is to is to honestly have fun money is, is a um, is an emotional topic it's also a yeah. serious topic so it's also easy to find that when you're talking about money you treat it like it's an interrogation or a job interview yeah. Yeah. or like you know <laughs> if you want to like start to do money things you Take, take it so seriously literally just have fun if this month you fall off the wagon a little bit or you go off budget a little bit you know what that's fine just mm. pick yourself up again next month and then just keep going just have fun with it and enjoy it yeah thank you for those three tips honestly this episode has been great and it's been really insightful for someone like me who obviously in the future would like to get married have children so for me it's very important that my financial goals and just our mindset kind of align with each other and just knowing how to kind of navigate that in a relationship so Thank you guys for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. Obviously, I know you're at Skilled Finances online, but if anyone wanted more of your words of wisdom, wants to be able to work more about how they can level up their finances as a couple, where can we find you? Yeah, so as you've said, at Skilled Finances on Instagram um, and uh, pretty much all social medias. And um, we also have a blog, skilledfinances.com. Yeah, uh, we'll be kind of going into more details about all of the topics that we speak about. Um, and then for couples who want to start to work together as a as a team with your money, um, we've got a workbook that we've put together um, called the Couples Money Workbook. And essentially is to empower couples who um, want to be, be together as a team and start yeah. working together, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like for you. We don't tell you what to do in in the workbook. We just kind of give you the tools and the resources that you can then use to make those um, decisions for your for yourself. And it's got 10 
money exercises on there and five success habits and all of these walk you through how you can go from where you are today to get into a stage where you both know what you're doing with your finances and you both know how you're handling your money in your relationship. Amazing. I was waiting for you to plug that at the end of the podcast. So guys, I'll leave all the links to all of that in the description of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks Thank for, having, you for us. having us. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week.